It's hard to take the leap to going all in with your photography, leaving a guaranteed paycheck that grind and actually going for your dreams. Most people don't have the tenacity or gosh, the tolerance for risk that it takes to leave the career that they hate and actually go for their dream of doing their own thing. Yet, isn't it ironic that all of the people who hate their careers are the people who want to give you advice on what you should and shouldn't do in your photography business? We are small business owners and we are different. Hang with me because today we're going to talk about what to do when your family doesn't believe in you and how you can love your family and still share what's going on in your business with them without having to accept their business advice. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. It's hard. I get it. We've had a long day and we want to share our trials and tribulations with our significant other, our partner, our parents, whoever our support team is. But over the years, I have so many students who tell me, but my hubby told me I have to sell digital files. Or my mom said, honey, everyone's priced under $200, so you have to be too. Or your partner says, look, our our friends can't afford these prices. No way. Who's going to pay those kind of prices? Or somebody who says, you don't have a photography degree. I don't think you're ready to call yourself a professional yet, are you? Or you're brand new, how can you charge these prices? These comments used to frustrate me so much, being a coach and a mentor to photographers. And then one day, I was driving in the car with my son. He was about, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old. And we were talking about gaming and he was all into gaming with his buddies. And he said, mom, I wanna have a gaming company someday. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, I want to have 100 employees and it's going to be in this cool warehouse that I'm going to renovate and I'm going to make it amazing. And I said, well, do you have to have a developer to do that? Or maybe you should learn coding. He goes, nope, I'll hire that too. And as he's saying all of this, the first thing that popped into my head was, there's no way you're going to do this, right? And right as that thought popped into my head, I did a verbal smackdown of myself and it it just, it occurred to me at that moment, this is what happens to photographers. Their family isn't telling them all of these things because they're trying to hold them down or keep them back or, or stop them from succeeding. It's We're trying to tell them, look, that's a really big goal and probably one in a million are going to be able to do this. So look, I don't want you to get hurt. So it's probably not something you should go for. 
And after I smacked myself around a little bit, I looked at him and I said, hey, somebody's going to do that. Why can't it be you? And the whole rest of the day, I kept thinking about that conversation and how I was guilty of doing all of these things that have been done to my students for years, and I didn't even realize it, right? Our family doesn't want to see us get hurt. They don't want to see us in pain. They don't want to see us suffer. And this is why so many of our photographer friends are stuck in shoot and burn. That model where they give a CD of digital files for a couple hundred bucks and walk away because of those fears, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of being laughed at, fear of people talking about us or losing friends or making friends mad or whatever those fears are. And our families feed into this unknowingly. This is kind of what led me to the epiphany that, gosh, we can't expect our family to give us the advice for something they aren't equipped to give us that advice on. So why do we expect them to? Think about that. I realized looking back at my situation, and for some reason, maybe because I was born into an entrepreneurial family, I always kept my business very separate from my family. My dad was an entrepreneur, but he was in a very price sensitive business where he had to compete with his competitors and he had to always be super conscious of what he was charging. He had an MBA even, but something just told me that he wasn't the one to give me business advice because I didn't want to be in a price-driven business. I knew from my years at the ad agency that there was a better way. I just knew that he wasn't the one to give me those answers. And I remember years later when my business was rocking and people were investing in me and I was getting great clients and they were loving the experience and loving working with me and I was profitable. I remember finally showing him my prices. I think part of me didn't show them because I knew he would probably freak out when he came from a business of people complaining over a few cents that he was charging more than, than a competitor down the street. And uh, when I got the kind of the confidence to say, hey, look what I'm actually doing here. I remember his reaction. He, he smiled and he shook his head and he said, I have no idea how you're doing this or what you're doing. He said, but I am so stoked. He's like, keep doing it. Keep going. And it was a cute conversation because he didn't he knew that he didn't know how to do that type of a business model. And it's interesting because not every entrepreneur understands every business model. He was successful in his business, but he did it in different ways. He had to pay attention to every cost, every little thing, and he had to get his volume really high. And that's how he was profitable. And he worked a lot. He worked all the time. And that's part of what motivated me to be an awesome parent and be able to have a little more freedom and flexibility. So with my students, I saw so much strife, unintentional strife, coming from home and adding to that head trash, that doubt, those fears, those insecurities that my students already had. I realized that my community needed a way to, to sort of understand how all of these parts put together. So I created a concept called front pocket, back pocket. And let me ex explain how this works. The front pocket is where you keep the people you love. This is your friends and your family. These are the, the, the neighbors and your friends. And look, 
Expecting them to have answers for your business is unfair to them, right? We can't go to the front pocket. We love the front pocket, but we can't go to them with our business needs. So if you see, okay, they're first in my life. They're my first priority. They're the people I love. They go in my front pocket. In my back pocket, that's where we all need to have a community and a mentor, people who believe what we believe, people who are qualified and experts on giving us advice and supporting us in, in our journey. This is where you go when the head trash is making you doubt yourself. This is your people. So I have three steps that I want to share with you on how to really implement this concept of front pocket and back pocket. So first off, in the journey to find our people, it starts with the mentor. Finding the mentor, who's going to be your leader, who's the one who's going to say, I have the system, I have the processes, I can help you empty your head trash, I can get you where you want to go with the puzzle that you're creating, right? They have that picture on the puzzle box. So number one, you have to create your advice-taking filter. Being in business is like being the chef of your restaurant. You have to figure out what you're going to serve, what ingredients you want to have, all of those different things, like what chef will you study under? You are the one that has to create that filter. And in the beginning, I was just taking any advice I could get. And I even see people asking other new people for advice. And it's like, okay, you've got to have a mentor first with a system and then others can help you with that system. But I have three things sort of that I created in my filter that are what helped me decide who I study from. All right. So you might want to write these down as you're going and you can ask yourself, okay, one, is the person I'm taking advice from successful at what I want to learn? So if you're studying photography, study from an excellent photographer whose style you love. Don't expect that photographer to teach you a style that they don't do. Just because they're an excellent photographer at one style, go to them and learn that one style and don't expect them to teach you something completely different, right? And also don't assume that they're successful in business. Same thing when you're studying business, Are they successful at what you want to learn? So in other words, are they actually making money? Not just do they have a pretty brand and a pretty website and and they're selling things online, but like, are they actually making money doing what you want to do? Okay, so are they successful making money? Number two, are they actually doing it? And I think this is really important in business. If someone out there is teaching you how to run a business and they haven't survived a pandemic, they're not going to be the one to teach you how to survive a pandemic. Okay. So are they actually doing it? Same thing like with photography. If they did photography 50 years ago and they want to teach you something and, but they don't know how to use Photoshop, they're going to be tough to learn from 50 years ago. They would have been a great instructor, but make sure that they're actually doing what you want to learn. And then number three, are they where you want to be? In other words, Do they have a life? 
There are people out there like Gary Vaynerchuk. If you love Gary V, that's awesome. More power too. But he's going to have you working from the second you open your eyes till the second you go to bed. I think that his team schedules his meetings in like 90 second increments. He stands for them. Bing, bang, boom. He's fully scheduled. I don't want that kind of life. I don't want the work harder to get ahead mentality. So, you know, is your mentor where you want to be? For us, it's family first. That's really what I talk about, right? I want to have a successful, profitable business. I also want to put family first. So if you're studying from someone who's working day and night, they don't have any kids, they don't have a life, they don't ever go out, is that what you want? I don't know. It's it's not what I want. And so I always try to find mentors who are making money, who are living a balanced life, and they're actually doing what they say they are doing. So that's my advice taking filter. If you disagree, write down, maybe pause this and take a moment to write down, what are you looking for in a mentor? And then use that as your filter as you're picking. So number one is create your advice taking filter to find your mentor. Number two, go to your front pocket, your family, your spouse, your partner, your support system, with your good news, okay? So you're going to tell them things about your business that is going to make them happy. Baby, I had a great session today. I had the most amazing family that I photographed and they had five little kids and they giggled and it was really, really fun. Or I had a breakthrough with my session and I, I learned how to, how to shoot in a low light situation. I've never been good at that and it was really good today. Or I found a mentor. I finally found my mentor and I invested in a system so I can succeed. And I hope you'll support me because I don't need to come to you for advice anymore. I have a back pocket now. Your your front pocket will be excited for things like this. Or I made a new friend who's a photographer who has my same model, who is walking this walk with me. And look at the success she had or he had, right? You share those successes of your community with your spouse so that they can see this does happen. Other people are succeeding with this. And I had a photographer once say, but Sarah, I share everything with my spouse. How can I hide my stresses from them? And, you know, I'm not saying lie to them or hide anything from them, but do you go to your spouse, your person every time you have a headache or a stomach ache? No, you, you would be constantly telling them, oh, my toe hurts, my knee hurts, my, my back hurts today. Oh, I, I ate something wrong. My stomach's upset. Right? You just, there are certain things in life we don't have to share with our spouse and it's not withholding. It's not being a bad person. It's just that it's not pertinent and it's not going to bring energy and happiness to the relationship. And it's not going to put your best self out there because we've already seen their natural reaction. They're going to go into protection mode. We're hardwired as humans to run from, from risk and gambling and fear and all those things like it's wired in us so we know that's coming so let's not put them in that situation we're really helping the relationship and their support of your business you can share with them how to support you you can support me by believing in me when i'm ready to invest in in learning this or or you know traveling to a conference or investing time where i have to set aside from the family to work on my business that's what you can do to support me you don't have to lift me up when i make a mistake i also want to encourage you in reverse 
to think about your spouse, okay? You don't have to be their back pocket. If they're sharing problems with their work life that you literally have no idea how to help them and you're not equipped, instead of throwing your concerns, your head trash at them, maybe you reverse it and you say, hey, who is out there equipped to help you? Who is a who is a leader in this? Who could we hire? Who could you reach out to? Who could you find that can help you? Because I'm telling you, there's someone out there who's successfully navigating all of our problems. And so for the people in your life as well, When you want to say, oh, I don't think you should take that risk. It's scary. Stop yourself, right? Go to your front pocket and say, hey, I believe in you and I will support you and encourage them to have a back pocket because when it gets scary is when they try to do it alone. I I believe that from the bottom of my heart and all of my photographer friends and all of my entrepreneur friends, they always have someone in their back pocket, if not a whole crew of people in their back pocket. The back pocket can stretch, guys. It doesn't just fit one person. It can fit, oh my gosh, you have no idea how many people it can fit. So number one, create your advice-taking filter to find your mentor. Number two, go to your front pocket with your happy news and, and with everything great happening in your business and how you're making a commitment to it. And then when you have your mentor in your community, people who believe in boutique, people who believe in the things you believe in that we don't have to be in the price race to the bottom. We don't have to give high-res digital files. We don't have to let our clients dictate what we decide to do in our business. So you're going to screw up. You're going to have someone at some point not be happy with you. You're going to wake up one day scared to death to make that phone call that you need to make. You're going to have those little voices in your head saying, you're just not good enough. You can't do this. You're guessing. Things aren't working the way they should. Maybe you shouldn't do this. No, no. That's when you go to your mentor and your community, the people in your back pocket who are equipped to say, hey, Punch that bully in the face right now. That is head trash. Your internal bully is the meanest one out there. Punch that bully and stay focused on the system, right? If you have a system to follow and something breaks down, you can go back to the system and see, okay, the computer came unplugged. That's why it's not working anymore. We plug it back in and it's going to work again. And when you're out there just guessing and things don't work and you have nowhere to go, that's when the real fear begins, So when you have that system to go to and that mentor and that community to lift you up, that's when everything changes. And one of our core beliefs in our manifesto is we lift as we climb. I hate that whole bully mentality of there's a pie, right? And we're all competing for a piece of the pie. No, I'm out there baking up more pie and cake and there are clients everywhere. So don't buy into that mentality. But we have something cool coming up that I wanted to share with you because I want you to see what it's like to have a community and a mentor in your back pocket. We're doing something cool in our joy community and we want you to join us. All of these amazing joy friends and photographers who are waiting for you to come into our family so you can lock elbows with us because we are having a five-day free challenge where every day I give you a different challenge activity to get you out of your own way, to get you unstuck, and it's completely free, okay? 
we it's a like a little pop-up Facebook group where we all come in, we energize each other, we lift as we climb. There are no bullies, negative Nellies or or negative Neds. And uh, we work one day at a time to get you back in the game. All right. So if you want to join us and you want to see what it's like to have a really strong back pocket, open a browser, write this down, go to this website. It's called five day booking boost.com. So the number five day booking boost B O O S T.com. And you can register and then you can come and join the free Facebook group. And in five days, I'm going to be teaching you how to find your ideal client. So if you're listening to this group, this podcast in the future, this group will be gone, but there will always be something new we will be doing for our community so they can experience what it's like to not be alone anymore. Think what it would look like if you have, if you're able, I should say, to put all your favorite people, your friends and family and the people who love you and support you in your front pocket and take the pressure off them, right? Minimize the strife that was created from asking them to give us answers that they don't know how to give us. And then having people in your back pocket who are in the same place as you. No more doubting, second guessing yourself, beating up that head trash bully every day or letting him win being embarrassed or feeling guilty about your business decisions because you now have people to lift you up. Imagine the confidence you would have in yourself if you could do that, right? That's what I want for you guys. Look, when I first started, my whole thing was I want to keep my business separate from my personal life. So I was like, look, I don't need business friends. I have friends. I just need answers. I need the recipe. I need to know what to do. And when I found my most recent mentor after trying other programs that just weren't the right fit, I walked into the room the first time and I had this warm feeling come over me that these are my people. We're business owners. We are different. I think it's even better than a family reunion. While I love my family, if any of you are listening, you're amazing. But we're so different, I feel like, at times from our family. And this is a family that we've chosen. People who are like us in this one way. So it's kind of like a second family reunion. I have a student named Amy who said, I don't have a husband or a family like that. But I can say that since my front pockets are empty, I don't know where I'd be without this super full back pocket. So those of you who are alone and you're, you're feeling empty on the front pocket side, you know what? It's okay. It's very alone. Being an entrepreneur and a business owner, it's very lonely. And so, boy, having a full back pocket can compensate for having a very empty front pocket, right? I've heard my husband is very unsupportive. When I talk to him about anything to do with my business, his eyes glaze over. Finding this group, the back pocket, right, has given me my people. I now have people that celebrate my wins and pick me up when I'm down and a place that allows me to help where I can. I don't need anyone in my front pocket when I have Sarah Petty and her groups. Thank you. That was what one of my students said. And I had another student who has a lot of photographers that she's friends with in her market and they're all telling her, you can't do boutique. You can't do boutique. No one's going to pay that. And she said, they always say it won't work and no one will pay my prices. 
With no other family around me and no friends close by because we moved to where I know no one, it was important to any success I had or will have to find a solid mentor in a group that lifts me as I need it instead of putting me down. I found you, Sarah Petty, and things have been so good for me. So she was able to tune out all of these voices from these other photographers telling her, you can't, you should, you've got to do this, you have to stay doing what everyone else is doing. And she found a group that spoke to her. So I hope that this opens your mind to looking for a back pocket of people to fill in your back pocket. Look, your friends and family, they love you and they mean well. They don't want to see you get hurt. And in the meantime, their well-meaning fear-based comments are creating some major head trash in you. It's time right now for you to separate the family you love in the front pocket from the work you want to do with the people in your back pocket. For me personally, part of family first is creating that business so that I can put my happiest self into the world. And I want you to put your happiest self into the world. And that happens when you're taking action, when you're getting confidence, when you're doing sure you're failing, but you're dusting yourself off, picking yourself up and you're keeping moving. But most importantly, you're coming home happy with the front pocket, back pocket. You can come home happy. Hey photographer, it's Sarah again. And really quick, I wanted to give you the chance to work with me for five days for free. You heard me right. Inside the Joy of Marketing community, I'm hosting a free challenge. We call it the five day booking boost. This challenge is for you if you're unsure who your ideal client is. You just know you aren't like them. Or maybe you have a lot of doubt and you can't quiet the voice in your head that tells you people only want digital files where I live. Or if you're paralyzed by marketing, always second guessing yourself and putting it off, then hop over to the five day booking boost challenge right now at five day That's the number five day booking You'll get daily challenge videos with me, a printable challenge workbook that will help you find your ideal clients, support, encouragement, and accountability in our private Facebook group. No matter where you are in your photography business, this challenge is going to help you understand the strategy behind finding boutique clients and understand all the things you need to be successful in consistently getting bookings. Go online to 5daybookingboost.com. That's number 5daybookingboost.com and join this challenge. There's a challenge starting soon, so go get started right now.